Hey gang, welcome to episode 69 of the No Persinium podcast, your guide to immersive entertainment, brought to you by our friends at Drafty. I'm your host, coming to you from the dark heart of spooky season itself, Los Angeles, California. We should really be Los Diablos this time of year. Anyway, hey, uh, I'm Noah Nelson. I didn't say my name. I just started making weird Halloween jokes because uh, we're just over a week out from Halloween, which means, of course, we're not going to talk about any spooky season stuff today. It's over. We're moving on. No, 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 no. Uh, more on that in a moment. But first, you probably know, want to know what's up with the show today. We've got the creator of one of the best escape rooms here in town. Uh, the man is Bob Glauberman. The escape room is the Get the F Out room. And the virus, specifically. Get the F out is the company. The virus is the room. Bob is the puzzle master extraordinaire. And uh, he's here on the show uh, in a minute. But first, all the things we usually do before we do the interview, starting with, hi there. Do you like theatrical? Do you like? Do you like theatrical lighting? Of course you do. Who doesn't like theatrical lighting? But there are fewer who do theatrical lighting. Perhaps you're one of those people, or perhaps theatrical sound, projection design, any of these things? Well, do you ever get tired of using those crusty, cruddy CAD programs that want to soak up all your money all the time? <laughs> I know you do. We've got a solution for you. That solution? Drafty. Good, good God. I'm, I'm winging it this time. Okay, look, here's the thing. Uh, our good friends at Drafty... Uh, which is a computer-aided design program built from the ground up for the unique needs of theatrical designers, assistants, and technicians by an actual theatrical designer. Those friends, they sponsor this show. They help the, these word bubbles uh, not appear on a page, but in fact, in your ears right now, causing you to swerve in traffic. No, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't listen to the show in the car. That's a bad idea. Don't be like me. Look, if you're not like me, you might actually be a theatrical designer. You might you might know what you're doing, but you might need some help. So check out Drafty. Lighting, sound, and projection design are all supported at prices that strike fear into the hearts of the big CAD programs. Why? Because the designer who makes it knows exactly how hard it is to get a program that works at a cost that is reasonable with what you're getting paid. Okay, that's just true. Let's just be honest about it. Ain't nobody a millionaire up in this business. Um, hey, well, maybe somebody is. Sponsor our show too, please. Find out if Drafty... Lucas is going to hate this. Find out if Drafty can help you work your magic at drafty-app.com. Lucas totally just got like a free episode somewhere later to be named. I, you know, I would venture why I'm so excited. I'm on vacation. Today's the first day of my staycation. I'm staying here in town. I'm doing fun things. And so I'm, I'm chipper. I'm chipper. I don't, I don't have anything that I've got to go do after this. Not entirely true. But uh, it's just fun being off the clock. And I don't know. I'm more playful these days, y'all. I think it's your fault. Let's uh, let's take a look at what's going on out there. Some of you go like, oh, God, he's off on it again. He's on tangent. Ugh, I don't listen to these stupid tangents. You listen for the news and notes. Let's do that. San Francisco. All right. We're going to keep it uh, this month here. Uh, starting on the 26th, that's uh, middle of next week, uh, Alone Together. It's a participatory dance experiment at the Z Space. Check this out. This immersive and experiential evening-length 
work explores the moments in our lives when loneliness and togetherness collide using a choreographic design process that abstracts movement from drawings each scene is culled from the dancers memories and desires and laid bare for the audience in a deeply intimate setting z space has been around oh forever uh that was a toy ring that just bounced off the table um z space has been around for a long time in san francisco it's one of the standbys and stalwarts they do a lot of uh experimental interactive work should be interesting check out alone together uh 45 bucks is the price on that let's fly across country to new york city keep it spooky for a second uh we've mentioned this on the show before the uninvited awakening new york city's full contact haunted house uh through november 5th also if you're out there you might want to check out their edition of the haunted hayride is going on in new york city right now there's other stuff. If you hear about other, if you go find a fun haunt that hasn't been in the newsletter, let us know this week. People are scrambling right now to find, what am I going to do for Halloween? Oh my God, everything's sold out. So if you find a show that's not sold out anywhere, oh, that's good, let us know. We'll help get the word out because uh, helping people is what we like to do. Let's look forward a little bit. One of my favorite things that happened this week is that the uh, the National Theatre of Scotland has a show called The Strange Undoing of Prudencia Hart. Um, it's like a, a storytelling tavern night show. Uh, it gets staged in, usually in taverns. Sometimes it gets staged in theaters that have been designed to look like taverns. But it's coming to New York City for November into December. Hold on to your, hold on to your seats for this one. Um, so The Strange Undoing of Prudencia Hart, which is a sight-adaptive, immersive piece is going to be performed at the McKittrick Hotel, which means we put an immersive in an immersive. We've gone full exhibit, people. We have achieved the impossible. We have put an immersive theater piece inside an immersive theater piece. It's immersiveception where we just it's all the way down, all the way down the line. We're going to put this stuff everywhere. We're going to put it in the back of SUVs, we're gonna put it under bridges where there'll be actual trolls under actual bridges. There's no stopping us now because we have found a way to put an immersive theater piece inside an immersive theater piece. It's here, peak immersive, it's happened. It's happened so soon. Anyway, um, hey, you should check out the show. It's toured like all over the place and I love the fact that it's in McKittrick. It sounds like I'm being facetious, I'm not. I'm really excited about this. You can hear it in my voice. I'm really, really excited. And, and, and I wish I could go. But, you know, I don't get to travel to New York. Yeah, let's not. No one's whining about money again. No, he's not. Uh, Full City Plus um, is something else coming up in New York City. Uh, Fridays through November 18th. Um, it's uh, at the Center for Performance Research. Check this out. Um, it's an immersive theatrical experience where spectators become patrons in a coffee shop populated by an eclectic staff first dates, long-distance meltdowns, and the next great American something. Coffee, tea, beer, wine, and light food starting at 7 p.m. and available throughout and after the performance. This is the kind of piece that uh, I've always wanted to go to and I've never got to go to. It's only 10 bucks. It's on Fridays in New York. Check it out. Let me know how it is. I'm super jealous. Uh, also coming to New York, uh, oh, this just appeared in my brain and then it just like flew right out. I'm sorry, I do apologize. I, I had something, and now it's gone. Um, it wasn't actually in the show notes. This happens from time to time. Let's move forward. Maybe I'll remember. Everyone's going to be like, what was it? What was it? And I'm going to be like, I don't remember. I can't I can't tell. Twitter's down right now because we have this weird DNS thing going on. 
Someone's trying to break the internet, Russian hackers. Um, Chicago, Chicago. Spirit Ford, Houdini Unlocked, October 31st at the historic Four Paws Mansion. I think I pronounced that right. It's not Four Paws, like, you know, little padded feet, but Four Paw. Um, uh, this is actually uh, from the Chicago issue, but it's in St. Paul, Minnesota, because I'm sloppy with my notes. Not as sloppy as some people, but I'm sloppy with my notes. But check this out. Um, Sparkle Theatricals at Four Paws Mansion this Halloween, the 90th anniversary of Harry Houdini's death. One night only evening of world-class theatrical magic, mysterious storytelling, and culinary art. Craft cocktails, small plates, three floors of the mansion, characters from Houdini's life, and attend a spirit seance reenactment. So, magic's your thing, Houdini's your thing, kind of a curated evening's your thing, and you're in St. Paul. Might be worth checking out. All right. Let's come home. Home turf. Things I actually know about. Things I won't forget. As he racks his brain. What was that thing in New York? What was that thing in New York? Ugh. Nope. Nope. Not coming up. Uh, Something I keep forgetting to mention in the newsletter and the show, and I feel bad about, is that Zombie Joe's Urban Death, which is uh, a well-regarded haunt, uh, it's taking place right now. Uh, Our friend Abel uh, was a part of it. years ago uh i hear good things about this year up there in north hollywood so go check out zombie joe's uh if haunts are your thing i just did creep last night beautiful design uh really love the lounge i was totally excited about that but i don't want to talk about things well i do want to talk about the stuff i did last night uh but uh right now i want to flash back a little bit back to last saturday we did indicate oh my god like so many people came out it was kind of ridiculous and the festival, the festival, there was a rule where we had to let like everyone from USC wander come in. So if you came there and you're like, I didn't get to see anything. Yeah, we had like no control over the doors. And like it was that part was I was not I wasn't happy with about that because these things are, you know, what can you do? Uh, you try and get as many people through as you can as possible and you try and keep everyone engaged and when we do something like this again we are going to have a lot more control over the gates i will just say that much i am an eternal perfectionist though so i'm going to be this pessimistic bastard about like people had a great time everyone i talked to seems we really enjoyed it uh nothing will ever be good enough for me I could I could be running Disneyland and every child could have a smile on their face and I could be like, there's a snowflake out of place on the Matterhorn. So ignore me and my hypercriticism of my own work uh, and realize that people had fun at night games. F- folks got exposed to stuff that they never thought they were going to get exposed to. Don't take that the wrong way. And um, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm, I'm actually proud of it. Um, the key, which is the new piece from Speakeasy Society that they did, was fantastic. About something like 300 people got through the rope. Um, there there were these, these pop-up storytelling games that were going on, the Sherlock Holmes thing. Um, it just, like, it, it kind of boggles the mind. Like, I'm still sort of reeling. Hamlet Mobile was there and snuck some people in totally on the sly. And there's an Annie Lester's piece, like, had a great reaction, folks. People just were, like, exploding out of it and were totally having fun. And there's a bunch of the folks who are in the festival, uh, in, in, in there, who uh, are, got work going on right now. So 
and he's got Barbershop, which is going to go on sale this week. Uh, Hamlet Mobile is on the road right now, and uh, they had a flash sale the other day with $5 tickets. The tickets are usually just 10 bucks. Really need to check it out. You set yourself up to go to see at least two because it adds up to be a, a bigger, bigger piece. Um, the guys from Wise Guys did Clue House. They they sold that sucker out. Heritage Scare is up next weekend. It is just the day before Halloween. I know they still got tickets available. Totally worth going to. It's just it's a fun night of games. Um, and yeah, it was great. Here's something else that was great that I saw last night and that. In, in typical true no proscenium form, I nearly missed. It was like a little, a little bit of confusion, and I nearly like walked away. And then they reeled me back in, and I'm so glad they reeled me back in. And that's Shine On Collective's Devoted. There was a prelude piece uh, a few weeks ago to this that I really enjoyed. And if, if we flash back and you know dig around, you know the first thing I saw them do at the Hollywood Fringe Festival, The Truth, uh, wasn't the biggest fan of. I was like, eh, you know, they they've they've kept playing with the form, they've kept moving forward, and they're knocking it out of the park. They're they're borrowing from the best shows and incorporating pieces. They're using those ingredients to discover brand new territory. Um, I could talk about it like I would talk about a great dish. I, I get I get notes of like speakeasy society and of third rail projects, and uh, I get like this this horror undertone that uh, not even undertone overtone, that's just like really really just kind of disturbing. There there's these moments where you get to kind of you get endowed with the I'm just ugh I don't I don't want to give anything away it's sold out right now I don't know I know you're like shut up quit talking about sold out things I feel like I feel like the the rock critics I hated in my youth who would go to concerts and then write about them in the alt weeklies like the next day is like I was at the best show last night you guys oh my god these these there was this guy named Jack and this girl named Meg and it's like they're telling you about the white stripes and then you never get to see them um true story um, yeah, I don't want to be that guy right now. What I want is somehow for there to be an extension of the show, although it's in one of their apartments, so I'm betting that's probably not going to happen, but I just want Shine On to keep making work. They're, they're another great company here on the scene, and um, let's, let's hope that they, they're here for a long time and that they grow and get some resources. we got to get everyone some resources behind them. All right, this is running long, as it is wont to do. Just a couple of more things. One, want to thank our latest Patreon backer. Who and and I met some of you at Indicate last week, and this is one of the folks I met who then jumped on, uh, Nick Reinwald Jones. Thank you for becoming a backer of the show. If you want to help this show get better, and and this is the week where I'm saying how that happens. Next week, uh, is where I'm saying how that happens. Writing stuff on the Patreon because I got the time. Um, go to Patreon.com/slash/NoPersinium. Jump on this train before it becomes a rocket ship. Because uh, we're a transformer like the triple changer. Um, two people listening to the show got that joke. They knew who I'm talking about, Astro Train. Um, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Uh, next week on the show, we have no guest, but we have a show. How does that work? Here's how it works Write me with your questions at no underscore proscenium at outlook.com or drop me a voicemail into the same inbox or by whatever means you normally connect with me. And if you drop me a voicemail and it's appropriate, I will put it into the show and answer your question like it's a call-in show, all 
All right. So that's what we're going to do for next week. I'm also going to have a rant uh, about price because we need to have that rant again. We need to check in and see how things are. So we're going to have a discussion, a one-man discussion, um, and your questions. So, you know, at least a 10-minute show, well, 15-minute, well, 20-minute show, and then questions might be longer. It's my vacation week. I'm going to take a little bit of standing back. And then we've got some more guests lined up for afterwards, and we're just going to be chugging on through the rest of the year, probably a break sometime in December, uh, just because there's stuff going on that is not this in my world. Okay, now let's set up the show. Bob Glauberman is the creator of Get the F Out the Virus, which is it's just one of the best escape rooms I've been in. There, simple as that. We are about to enter into Bob's realm because, let me tell you, um, sometimes when I show up to people's houses, it's just a house. It usually just is a house. But this was a little bit more like going to a set for a show. You'll, um, you'll see what I mean in a second, right after the music. Bob, thank you for, um, well, I, I need you to describe the room we're in for a second because okay, sure. I've, never been, I've never been in a real one of these before. Like people say, come to my, and I'm like, okay. And then, you know, you know what you find. Like yeah. This. Yeah. Well, oh, thank you very much, Noah. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. So th- this, this is the man cave. Um, I, it's a man cave, guys. Like, I mean, no he, joke. So it's a garage, but the difference is I went on... Uh, the, one of the great things about living in Los Angeles is that there's so many little game shows and um, uh, home improvement type shows, cable networks and stuff like that. So I went on a show called Garage Mahal and they <laughs> and they uh, remade my garage in, into a man cave. So if I can describe it, there's oh, a it, it's a, it's an 80s arcade. Um, we've got uh, it, there's there's things that make it livable like a television and and a washer dryer and a refrigerator, but the it looks like uh, there's vid- it's it's a uh, um, there's video games all over the walls. There's posters. There's little knickknacks. Uh, I've got a I've got a Mame arcade over there. I've got uh, two mirrors to that's that sort of uh, reflect. Portal that's mirror. portal. That's portal. Oh my yeah. God, I just orange got the and blue. blue. Orange and blue. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, just so, got that joke. Uh, then you've got uh, you know you, you got the little here's here's a little portal cake is a lie thing. Uh, you've got my Kubrick section over here. Um, little Breaking Bad. I've I've got a little glass case with all of my Sleep No More and Dungeons and Dragons and Star Wars and video games. Little Mattel Electronics, Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Um, the the, uh, do- the door's got centipede painted on it. I mean, yeah. this is the thing: is like, I, there's there's plenty of people in the world uh, who 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 say that. Oh, I've got my man cave. Uh, th- no, this. <laughs> this this is this is this is like the ur or the proto, like the the platonic ideal. The shadows on this wall are pixelated. All right, this is Plato's man cave. Too. And and the funny thing is, is there's there's like asteroids is one of the themes of the yes. wall. So like they are, it's not shadows, but it is pixelated. So that it's super appropriate that someone who's built this this fantastic game, oh thanks, man. in 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 the form of uh, get the f out, uh, the virus uh, has has such a space because this this itself it almost feels like 
before you told me about the game show aspect, I was like, oh, are these like leftover parts from the room? Because like, yeah, the corrugated, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I do all of my clue making here. So, mm. I mean, it's, it's certainly a creative space. Yeah. You know, I love puzzles. I love games. Um, and it started with, with video games. But uh, I've always just loved um, to to take something and uh, and and to create an interactive experience with it. So um, before the before the virus, I started creating all of these very elaborate scavenger hunts before the Amazing Race. But before the Amazing Race came out, um, I, I um, we played a game in college, which was a very elaborate scavenger hunt. And so I took that down to Los Angeles from from the Bay Area. And, and I, I created with my partner, Larry Toffler, a whole series of very elaborate uh, treasure hunts, scavenger hunts. But the, the difference between a regular treasure hunt or scavenger hunt and what we would do is we would bring you to a location and you don't know what to do in that particular location. So uh, we have one at Disneyland, for example, where uh, you solve a very difficult clue that takes you to Goofy's bounce house. And you go to Goofy's bounce house and you're looking all over for a clue that's not there. Meanwhile, a little eight-year-old girl comes up to you and she's crying and she says, I can't find my mommy. Help me find my mommy. And you would think that you would, you're a good person. You would help this girl, but you don't. 80% of the people don't help the little girl. And the little girl is the clue. Oh my goodness. And so if you help the little girl, okay, I'll help you. A lot of people go, I'll help you in a second. Because I'm looking for the clue. Exactly. Or, or, or they'll go, or they'll go um, here, let me take you to the Disneyland police. And they'll go, no, no Disneyland police. You have to help me. You have to help me. That was something we told the little girl. Yeah. And, and, and they will go, they will go. Because otherwise the people running this are going to get in trouble. <laughs> right, right. Yes, yes. There was that too. There was that too. Um, uh, and, 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 and we love Disney and, and Disney loves us. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. so, uh, so, but if you help the little girl, the little girl, you, you go, okay, uh, I want to help you find your mommy. What's her, what she looked like? Oh, she had a blue hat and a red shirt. And there's a woman with a blue hat and a red shirt, like three seats away, like on a bench. Is that your mommy? Mommy! And then she, the, 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 the mother gives you the, the, the clue. So, so that's the sort of thing that I wanted to do. This, this sort of um, blurring the line between fantasy and reality. Yeah. And, um, and then, um, uh, and so our company Fantastic Race was born. And so, um, and, and it's in Los Angeles. And, and we're actually going to Australia to, to create a Sydney Fantastic Race. You oh, know, cool. they, 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 we've got like stuff all over the world. So, so then the, the escape room concept came out and, and the escape room... Co- uh, you had ne- uh, you hadn't done very many escape rooms, is that right? Or I had I had. Well, my escape room trajectory is interesting because like before I did one, I observed one because I did a piece uh, around this time last year for NPR on and uh, it was about about like the the the. The burgeoning scene. Yes. And a year ago, we were maybe like, what, nine, right. nine months into it. And so we hadn't re- we hadn't even reached the level of saturation that we have now, which is where I will literally drive down a street. Yep. I've driven down a dozen times and there'll be a new one. Like that happened like two weeks ago. I was like, what's that? And then I look at, uh, or, then I, or then I'm looking up another company. Like, oh, the company changed its name and now it, it went from having one location to having three. Exactly. Like in six months time, right? So this explosion that's going on. But so, and that, but that trip involved, um, uh, that story involved going to maze rooms, 
and watching the castle take place. Yes. So I didn't get to play the castle, but I saw the castle. And then going up to the basement and checking it out without getting to play it. Still haven't played the basement yet. Want to do it. I love the basement. I really want to do it. and But like I refused to do it with randos. And then I've been spoiled in that I have yet to pay for one. And I've, <laughs> I've played... I haven't played a dozen yet. But I've played a lot. So, like, yours, and then this this horrible one that was in the Arts District, and then uh, uh, one of the Escape Key games, and then... They're great. They're uh, 60 out now, Yeah, they're the 60 way. out. That, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, I was, like, driving yeah. down, yeah. and, like, there was, like, I saw 60 out, and I was like, what? And, yeah, and then the other day, uh, because of something I'm writing, I'm writing for, for, for a totally different group of people than I usually work for, I was like, oh, I'll throw Senator Payne in in this Halloween roundup, because it's such... it's It's got such a great twist to it. it totally. Goes, it goes from being, like... Why is this like I can I can see people now who are going to read this article that I'm being paid to written going like why did this guy send us here for Halloween like this room is nothing to do this is to boring do. it's this political boring. Yeah. political like is this some guy some hipster's <laughs> joke and then they turn the corner it's like no it's not a hipster's exactly. joke exactly and I'm no hipster <laughs> um, but so like that's going to be fun um, and 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 I was looking I was like oh I was like is that room still open are those guys still in business. Well, haha, ha, foolish me! Not only are in the business, they've got two more locations. One of which is that place that I drove by, you know, on Western, which isn't far from where I live. And I was like, "What's going on?" It just because, like, if there's an abandoned space in LA, <laughs> there's an escape room in it. Correct. And, and that's and that one on Western, um, that's like that's a standalone building too. Like yeah. that was the thing that really weirded me out. I was like, "Oh, who's crazy enough to like what idiot put that in there?" And I was like, "Oh no, no, it's like th- th- it's not." idiocy they're being successful and so we went in there like and did the casino and uh senator Payne mm-hmm. maybe in the first month that they were open um so that was last year yeah last year so so yeah i just went kind of like on a tear like boom 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 and then it goes dormant for a while and then i like get back up to to, to playing them um but there's there's all sorts of ones like i haven't done the hex room yet great uh, and, and like great. nearly missed an opportunity to go do do it um but, but a lot of people on the show know, know what I've seen. How did you? One, I'm, I want to get back to the Bay Area thing in a second. Sure. I'm curious about that part of your story. But like, how did you get into the escape rooms? Like, so you you were doing this, and then what what happened? So it's it, it's it's the next logical step. So um, I've always been interested in uh, interactive experiences, making something. Um, uh, interacting with an environment, um, so all of the, the the treasure hunts that I would do, the puzzle hunts that that, that I would do, were very very interactive. It, they were not just a list of things. Uh, go to this street corner and answer answer some questions. Take a picture with uh, with a homeless person on on this corner. Yeah. None of that. Uh, collect seven swizzle sticks at a bar. None of that interested me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this interactive experience. Uh, is is the thing that got my juices flowing. So, two years ago, what you said was absolutely correct that um, the escape room phenomenon is brand new in the United States. It's been around for a long time in Budapest, Hungary, and in Japan, and China, and Russia. Um, all these, uh, it's, it's all over the world at this point, Canada. Um, but it only uh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so it only uh, uh, it only hit Los Angeles. Um, at the beginning of last year. So uh, it, it is a brand new concept and it was something that I, uh, th- there are first generation escape rooms and second generation escape rooms and 
the the first uh, escape rooms that, with the exception of the basement, the the first escape rooms that hit Los Angeles and Las Vegas, uh, I did some in Las Vegas, were very primitive. Yeah. Uh, they 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 look like furniture you just got in a garage sale. Um, uh, some locks, some keys, and they weren't very interesting yeah. to me. And so what I wanted to do is I and being in Los Angeles where you've got all of these people from uh, the film industry and from and from TV. And so I wanted to create a puzzle environment that felt real. Yeah. I wanted to go into that second or even third generation of escape room. So I met up with some partners that I knew. Um, uh, we had um, uh, Rob Mock and Rob Lambert. Uh, Rob Mock is a nuclear submarine engineer. Rob Lambert um, was... Uh, oh. We have some screaming, as as as, as you can tell. You you, you 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 see how real it is. Um, Rob, Rob uh, that is an impressive dog howl, by the way. Rob, I was like, wow. I, th- I think that might have been my daughter. Oh, um, okay. Uh, she, she's screaming. Ah, <laughs> eh, she's fine. Um, uh, Rob, uh, I, I, I want to get these names out. Rob, Rob, Rob Lambert, who is, um, uh, you, 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 you know, uh, she's fine. She'll, she'll be fine. Rob, Rob Lambert, who's Her the mom's um, out there, everyone. Don't worry. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The, um, <laughs> this don't, is not child neglect. Don't call. Uh, don't don't, don't yeah, call yeah, uh, child yeah. services. No, no, no. Um, uh, he's he's the uh, pr- uh, the set builder for Criminal Minds, and oh, then, wow. and, yeah. and then, then then we've got Carrie Brown, who's like the producer audio the producer for the Smashing Pumpkins, and uh, we got a guy from Nine Inch Nails, and uh, Anthony uh, Ruvivar, and uh, and Ivanya. So all these people, all these people from from the industry, we got some people from Not Scary Farm. We created, and we got some virtual reality, yeah. and, and and we created. You guys had you guys had the VR component like really early. Like that, that was one of the, that's one of the things like there's a little, there's a little VR intro in the setup and it's like, and, and now we're a little more used to seeing VR, but I remember when you guys opened up and I was like, they got an Oculus thing in here already? Like totally. what the hell is going on? Yeah, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so we, you know, we wanted it to, the, the, this, the virus, um, uh, the virus created by or produced by get the F out our company. And so, and so we wanted to create something that would give you a sci-fi feeling that you're in a post-apocalyptic future where a virus has wiped out the United States and so now you're going underground to a military uh, laboratory. And so the uh, I've seen VR in some rooms done not that well. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to create an introductory experience where you put the virtual reality on and it plunges you into the world. It feels like you're being whisked away underground through pneumatic tubes to this um, this military laboratory. And a lot of people say it feels like you're on a Disneyland ride, you know, and uh, and, and and then when you take the goggles off, boom, you're there. Yeah. You know? Uh, that is, it, that's one of the fun things is that you guys bother to have... Uh, that transition into the room, yeah, and, and a yeah, lot yeah. of a lot of people, you know, even even good rooms, it'll be like the game master, like here you go, I hate that. welcome to the thing, yeah, you've got no. here's the clock, don't push any, if right. you know, don't hit anything that has like a, a green light on it because yeah. that'll break, and then they walk out, right? Like there's no there's no magic, there's no reveal, and and to the the the, the secret to immersive, and this is even true, like. Uh, about immersive theater, right? You know, at at every given point, you have the opportunity to to start people's transition into the world. And I even think about like Sleep No More. Yes, like, very, with the elevator. Yeah, there's 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 a very clear moment. But I, I would, but even when I first time I went to Sleep No More, like I was like, oh, like why isn't the hallway like? There's all these things they can even still do with that space to like 
like start, you know, letting that world sort of creep forward. Oh, are you talking about the zigzag? When yeah, the zigzag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And like, and or even just like like as you drop your your coat off, right? You know, like like so much of it until you hit Mandalay, it's sort of really neutral. Yeah. And then you hit Mandalay, and like, oh, it's begun. Boom, you're there. Right. You know, but there's 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 different approaches, and 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 I. I love the fact that you're even thinking on that level. And I think that's what you're talking about, about, you know, second and third generation. It's like, what's really going on? Yeah. Not just like, oh, put some puzzles out. But like, what what level of sort of movie magic, imaginal magic can be brought to bear to start getting people into this headspace of what you're doing? That's what we wanted to do. That that That's exactly what we wanted to do. And, and we wanted it to seem... Um, like a game, but we also wanted to blow people away where you go, wow, I had an experience. I was there. I was there in that military laboratory. And yes, there were puzzles, but they're thematic puzzles. They're, they're, it, it fit with what you were doing. It's a story um, in addition to just simply a giant Rube Goldberg puzzle. And and if, if I can just... Um, uh, uh, all of those... Um, uh, not not the one that you didn't like, but but all the um, all the escape rooms that you've mentioned, from maze rooms to um, uh, to hex room, which is crossroads to sixty out. Los Angeles is is pretty spoiled. It's got a really good escape room um, community. Yeah. Um, and there are all, and and we're all friends. I I I love those people. We we had an industry night last night at the virus and. Um, uh, with with just escape room owners and we all came and we all do each other's rooms and we it's not like we have um, uh, there's room enough for everyone you know it's, yeah. it's it's not like there's antagonism we I I learn from 60 out I learn from the basement which you really should do even yeah. though it's horror and and from the hex room and stuff like that so so I think that um, you know, uh, in fact, maze rooms took a look at how we did. Uh, we have a thing where the walls will slowly start to close in on you, and so um, uh, some people, you know, said, "Huh, how did you do this? And how did you do this?" So um, it's a it, it feels like an artist colony sort of yeah. um, uh, sort of environment, and I think that that the escape room art form, because I think it is an art form, oh, yeah. will will only get better. It's yeah. It's, it's. I don't think it's a fad. I think it is. It's in its infancy, and I think that not that many people know about it. Like maybe one percent or two percent of the population know what an escape room is. It, well, it definitely feels like something like the way that the way that uh, theater was primed for Sleep No More because of video games. And when yeah. you, you listen to Felix talk, and he he definitely has that awareness. Or that when you know you can read a review of Westworld, and they'll be talking about Westworld in terms of Sleep No More and in terms of video games at the same time. Like these things are folding back in on themselves. Video games definitely primed the world for yes. the escape room. Yes. Like, like there, there, look, there's games look like at the, this room. Yeah. Look at this room. <laughs> well, and then like, or like, you know, or, or look at games like Mist or like Zelda or, or yeah. Zelda or games like the, 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 I think there's one called The Room, which is like, just like, that's which is like, it's a video game version of an escape room. That's In fact, that's what started it. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, uh, the, there were escape the, and still are as the escape the room apps on your iPhone or on computers and stuff like that. So you had to escape a virtual world, and then uh, someone decided, "Hey, let's make an actual space." Yeah. Uh, and then Budapest became the the center for it, and then it it came back to America. Yeah, and I remember I remember the first time I heard about it, it was like there was an article in Wired about a room in San Francisco right. 
that I think that was maybe designed by like Japanese designers had like brought it over because like Tokyo was where it was born, and then it just went dormant. It was like that that could have been maybe even twenty eleven, and it was just like silence for a while. And yeah, it was Budapest was the where it ex- for some reason it exploded. Probably just cheap land or maybe, something. I don't maybe. know. You know, um, and and it does it does fascinate me that we. We, we so anticipated the problem of, oh, you know, how long can a, a good room even last because you, you burn out of people. But there's only so many people you can put through in, in a year. So, like, you guys have been open about a year now. Yes. But how many people do you think you've put through the room? Oh, man. Point? I, boy, I, uh, so we, we have. Five digits? We have, six we have, digits uh, of people? I, jeez, I, 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 I can't do the math, but. Yeah. Um, uh, it was my understanding there would be no math. Um, so, so there's, 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 Listen, game there's, there's eight people at a time, eight people at a time. We go from 10 to 10 on the weekends. Uh, and, uh, uh Thursday and Friday we go, then, the, uh, the Thursday and Friday we go from, um, uh, we go from five to, we go from five to 10 and then we've got, we've got corporate groups. I, I don't even know how to, how to quantify that, but, but, but to your point, yeah. um, uh, I do know how to quantify that. I'm just lazy. I don't want to do it. So okay. So so. Uh, but 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 to your point, there's no math in the man case. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, uh, to, to to your point, the um, uh, you're right that um, uh, once someone does the room, they're not going to want to do it again. It's like it's like reading a book or um, or solving a crossword puzzle, a really good crossword puzzle. Yeah. Um, however. Um, I will say that we've uh, so fantastic race our our treasure hunt business has been around since uh, 2004 maybe 2003 2004 and we started our very first race which is Los Angeles one the fantastic Los Angeles race Um, and that's uh, 12 years ago and we keep adding courses and it's not like LA One, uh, the fantastic um, Los Angeles race, goes away. Um, it keeps getting people. Um, so we have not. Um, th- there, there are so many people in Los Angeles, millions and millions of people, and there are still people who have not heard of us. Yeah. Uh, um, fantastic race. Uh, you know, not e- not to mention the the, the escape room. So, um, so yes, you're right. And and also, I think we're, we're going to create a second room. And we're going to put some replayability into the the second room. We keep um, tweaking the formula. Our our goal is to tweak the formula yeah. of what it means to have an escape room. And uh, a lot of other people like again, if I can pimp uh, Crossroads and their hex room uh, and the basement, which have done great, uh, and and a lot of these other companies which have done great jobs at tweaking the formula. We like to tweak the formula too. Yeah. And so we're going to create a. Uh, uh, our second room will be a room where you can come back three times. In fact, we intend for you to come back three times because certain parts of the room are going to be blocked off and you're not going to be able to get those parts of the room. There's three different stories in this next room that are going to be told at the same time. And so you can't get to the other two stories um, in one go round, even if you wanted to, because they get blocked off. You make one choice, two other choices get closed off. Mm. So that's something that we're going to do with our next room. That almost feels like an escape world more oh. than an escape room, right? Because like I started thinking about like in video games where you know, oh, it's a branching path narrative, right? So, correct. Oh, 
uh, you chose that way. Okay, this dungeon's out. Correct. You will not see this dungeon. This content is gone. You'll, but you must make that choice to get the full experience. Yes. Uh, to get a full experience, you must sacrifice a choice. But it does. But then you want, if you like it, you, then you want to go back. Like I'm playing the the Telltale Batman game right now. Ooh. And how is it? I love it. Yeah. And like the Telltale games, have always, I sometimes have issues with, partly because ironically. You know, they're always going to go to the same spot. They do a very good job of convincing you that you're shaping the narrative, and you're you're really not. Right. Like it's it's going to end where it's going to. Of end. course, yeah. But who lives and dies along the way? That gets colored, and I and I love that. But if I'm not into the fiction of the world that they're they're running with, it's just like eh, don't care. I love me some Batman, and I love <laughs> and I love who doesn't? Yeah, and I love Elseworlds type Batman stories where yeah. it's like, all right, well, everything you thought you knew about you know Bruce Wayne is gonna be wrong, right? We're gonna, we're gonna change things, and they're definitely playing in that vein, and so I am hooked because I get to I get to play my Bruce Wayne. I get to play him the way I'm seeing him in that moment. And it's a, real, a lot of fun to take on that role and really take on the role. Did, did, did you play the Arkhams? Did, did, did you play oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, totally play the Arkhams. Yeah. But, and this, this, and I love, I love the Arkhams. I love that uh, interpretation of Batman. What's interesting though is here is because it's all about, it's essentially all emotional choices. Yeah. And you basically get to decide how freaked out is he going to be in any given moment? Is he going to give over to like the crazy sociopathic rage monster that's inside? Right. Or is he going to be the kind of more calculating? And then of course sometimes you're playing him as Bruce and sometimes you're playing him as Batman. So it's like, well, is it oh, foppish Bruce? That sounds amazing. Like, yeah. So you get to start to, and, and those choices you know, if you let his emotions get ahead of him, it causes complications for him. Hmm. And that's a lot of fun. And as soon as I'm done with the whole thing, there's a reason why I told this to everybody, I'm going to go back and I'm going to make the other choices yep. and see what happens right. and see see how much of the how much of it feels like a different story, even though I know all the bones are going to be the same. Because when they release that thing, they don't want to make... They don't want to make a giant branching narrative. They want to make five episodes that have enough variables that 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 you know it's a it's like a coloring book. If you color it in a different shade, it's going to feel different, even though all the outside lines are the same. I agree. I agree. That 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 makes a lot of sense to me. Um, we were talking last night about replayability yeah. and and what makes a good replayable escape room and one of the things that some people have done which I don't think works so well is to change the puzzles in the same room <laughs> you know yeah. the story doesn't change and that's the thing that's that's in my opinion that's the key mm. there are so many amazing escape rooms in Los Angeles and escape rooms are expensive Ooh, yeah. it's you know it's 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 like it's one half of a video game if a video game is sixty dollars you know a video uh, uh, you know a good escape room is, is like 30 36 dollars uh escape hotel which has just opened is Fifty dollars. That's that's fifty dollars for one hour, um, and um, it's that Hollywood Boulevard address. Man. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. And yeah. they've they've got ten rooms. But anyhow, so um, but there's so many good escape rooms in Los Angeles. If I'm not gonna want to go back and do another puzzle in the same room, I'm gonna want. There's so many rooms now yeah. that I'm going to want to do something completely different. However, I think the key is just what you were saying. If you change the story, mm. if the story changes, if you're in the same world, but now the world is different. 
it's kind of like uh, if I can just throw in, in another example. It's kind of like Silent Hill. If you if you ever go through, did you ever play Silent Hill? I didn't play Silent Hill. Okay, so it's great. By the way, yeah. you got to got to do Silent I Hill. Think, I think I think the reason why I didn't play Silent Hill is because like the original Resident Evil was so frustrating that I wrote that entire genre. Okay, well let yeah. me let me let me let me bring you back into it. Just okay. just, just just as a side note, Silent Hill. Okay, Resident Evil has nothing cerebral in it okay right. it's a bunch of puzzles and a bunch of zombies and uh and, and then and then they stick you in a corner with tank controls and run, <laughs> right, dogs, right, right. run dogs that you can't see at you yes. that then kill you yes and that's yes. why i stopped playing those games yes okay <laughs> now which is not to say i didn't like resident evil because i did but silent i hill, love the world of resident evil What's silent that? hill is more psychological mm. silent hill does this thing where you're in a dream and and it's got a cool ass sixth sense kind of all of the silent hills have a cool have cool Sixth Sense kind of endings, okay? okay? You never really know what what the world of Silent Hill is. I mean, I think I know. Silent Hill is a combination of Carnival of Souls. Did you ever see that movie? Okay. It's been a while. Okay, all right. Yeah. So Carnival of Souls meets uh, Sixth Sense meets... Um, uh, a little bit of Twin Peaks and a little bit yeah, of Body yeah, Heart. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And Angel Heart, too. And and Ooh. and so and so because you don't the know... The Mickey Rourke? Yeah, the Mickey Rourke one. Because remember, remember, okay. remember at the end... I know who I am. I know who I am. Remember that? Okay. Uh, spoiler alert for any of you who haven't uh, seen Angel Heart. But anyhow, so Silent Hill takes you through this world, and then it takes you back through the world, but the world has changed when you turned around. It's something I've never seen before. You walk down a hallway, dead end, you turn around, and the hallway that you've just gone through has utterly changed. It's freaky. Oh, and. Wow. That's great. All right, so so that's kind that's of kind of almost like the like the 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 scarecrow sequences in the Arkham games. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant analogy. That that's exactly it. So that's for some Batman fans in the <laughs> audience don't play but Batman games. Next week on the show, we talk about the 1991 Sunsoft Batman game where we got to drive around and look like Michael Keaton. This has been the Batman Hour with Noah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Uh, no, no, that, that was great. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, but so that that's kind of what I think that we want to do is to create a replayable experience which alters the world so much that you go, oh my god! Again, the the whole point is is to have your mind blown in an immersive experience where you are there in the world and it's a world that you haven't seen before. Yes, sir, you were raising your hand. Let's talk about how, because and maybe you guys haven't cracked the nut yet, but. Uh, there's a, there's a whole level of like you know th- more about like on the business side of things, but but design is the heart of this show. Yes, and and so so how do we we get there with that? Because one of the things that is brilliant, all right, and I know, and and here's the part of the show where Noel fluffs. Um, th- what's brilliant and what I loved about the virus is that the puzzles really do feel integral to the story. Yes. And the room itself does a great job of of sort of speaking to you on a uh, on a on a on a spatial level, right? Like Thanks, you, you you'll you'll start matching things yeah. not just because of a verbal clue, but because of the way things are in relation to each other and 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 stuff pops off. You do something and something changes over over another place. But also, you know, you, you'll pick up on one aspect of it, and then that becomes a thread that ties it over here on a totally different side of the room. And it means that 
uh, and this is why I enjoyed it so much, that I got to take on what my favorite role in Room is, which is to sort of stand back, let the code breakers break codes, let let the, the physical puzzle people run on the physical puzzles, and I got f- for for about half of it to watch what my whole team was doing and to start to see how it all came together. And there's a lot of rooms where being the narrative puzzle person doesn't come into play. Like you're not helpful or or useful because it's either super linear or it really is just about finding those locks and those keys and trying to figure out what is this room trying to tell me about what we're doing. That isn't even there, but it's there in what you're doing. And I think that's one of the keys to what you're about to talk about, which is how to, to make that malleable in a given physical build. Yeah, so I think I think in the virus itself, the virus is not, um, uh, unless you don't get out of, of the virus, you, you can come back. Um, uh, and we have people who have come back um, to, to master it once, right. they, once they have uh, failed at conquering the virus. Um, uh, but I don't think the virus is a replayable room in the sense that, that, that I'm talking about. What... The, the second room that, that we're going to create is going to be one where it has um, three different storylines going on. In the, uh, the virus is a single room. It's, right. a, it's, it's a single room that morphs. It changes. Um, but it is a single room. I think the era of the single room has passed. And now mm. we are in... Um, we, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, second generation or third generation, and there's, there's a lots of different... Um, new and improved types of rooms. Um, the the new the newer rooms have multiple rooms, and um, uh, most have two rooms. Um, uh, some have as many as six, seven, or eight rooms that that you go into. Um, uh, and one of the there's uh, design wise, there are two ways to do it. There are three ways to do it um, that that we have talked about. Um, one way. Uh, is done in a, in a room in Florida, which is where you go through the room forwards, and then um, uh, uh, you then change the room, and you go backwards through the room, changing the puzzles. Um, so you, it, it's a different, it's the same room, it's the same experience, but you're going backwards through the puzzles, and the puzzles are slightly different. Um, again, that's that's not totally satisfying for me. Right. Um, another way to do it is what Hex Room has done, and what yeah. they do. No spoilers, but what what they do is they take six people and put them in their own individual rooms, and you have to get out of your own individual rooms, and then you come together to get out of, uh, as a team, and that's very satisfying. And I love the Hex Room, and you got to do it. It's, oh it's, yeah, it's it's. it's in basement, top of the list. Oh, great! List. Just, yeah. just great stuff, and not scary. Don't worry about. No, no. Don't worry well, about and, and and this year has proven to me that like the scare thing, like you know, is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the extreme horror, I won't do. Yeah, right, right. The fight, my fight instinct. Like <laughs> I was at, I was at a show the other night, uh, and and one of the actors, like, it's their job to like wrestle you to the ground by like choking you. Yes. And, no, that's that's and, not fun. And I was like, and and I felt bad for the actor because I was like, no, 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 and like he gave up. Because he probably knew, and it's like, and it wasn't like it was not. It's not vicious on my part. It's not like I'm trying to break you. It's just that you know the instinct is just like no, no, you're not. No, you're not. no. Now I'm re- now now we're both wrestling, and I can't I can't stop. I can't. St- I, I don't want to. You know I realize this poor idiot. Like, poor idiot. 
not an idiot. This poor guy is just like, it's my job to grab you by the neck and drag you down. It's like, I don't expect you to fight back. It's why, like, there's these there's these crazy haunts, like the victim oh, experience. Oh, you mean and, like, like Blackout? And like Blackout. Yeah, yeah. no, I would, I would be getting into a fight within like three minutes. They'd have to kick me out. And it's like, and I'm not a violent person. It's just, but if you attack me... I'm, it's just like you know it just goes it's funny because whenever in any of these things if they like kick you from behind and like grab you like around like and they'll do that they'll like do like a kind yeah, of oh, yes thing. I know, I like, know. Yeah, yeah my hand just always goes right to there yeah yeah and it's and and I'm always thinking like you know they're like oh he's like scared or something and it's like no 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 this is as much for your safety as it is for mine because I'm just securing it's like oh we're in a, it's acting training you know it's like you know, if you want to choke someone out of acting, like yes, you know, you, right, you know, exactly, you, you right. make an L with both your hands and you put it on their clavicle, right. and then like it looks like it, and that's all you need to like. I'll know what to do. I'll be like, oh, I'm supposed to be scared now, you know. But if you actually choke me, then it's like, oh, I'm supposed to hit, hit your nose with my forehead now, right? You know, like it just it all just goes automatic. Where were we other than violence? Uh, um, uh, the, hex room. Hex room, yes, not yes, yes. scary. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay, so 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 hex room, everyone gets their own individual rooms, and so you can uh, conceivably come back five more times to do those individual rooms. Uh, again, Which is and, brilliant. It's brilliant. You know, now, again, that's not what I had in mind, which is because the story doesn't change. So what I had in mind, and... I just want to tease a little bit, is um, we're going to create something um, based on the movie Inception. We're going to call it Interception so we don't get sued. Um, and um, uh, and it has nothing to do with, uh, with, with a football. Uh, and in, uh, in this, we will be going into someone's mind. And in the movie Inception, it's a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. Well, so what you have is three completely different dreams that... Uh, in if you remember the movie Inception, mm-hmm. once you um, implanted the the idea into the person's mind, the person was then changed. Well, if you go through three different dreams, that changes the person in three different ways. So um, the the replayability would be to figure out how this particular dream changes the person if you succeed. If you go through story number two how does that change the person story number three how does that change the person Mm. and then if you've succeeded in all three of them you get a fourth ending so there are four different endings for four different stories oh wow so that's 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 what i had in mind and so that will um hopefully one one of the the one of the great things about our pool of incredibly talented um uh you know people that get the f out is that they um, they, they're so talented, but the problem is they're also so busy. So yeah. that's 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 the pros and the cons of it. So oh, I wanted to have it open for Halloween. No way that's happening now. We've got a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. So like a, uh, like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's not yeah. happening. So I, I think yeah, hopefully sometime in like February and March and and. Uh, uh, and of course, you, you're more than cordially invited to come back and, and do it as many times as you want. <laughs> Fun. Um, one of the things sitting on your shelf are three masks from the McKittrick. Yeah. So, where in the 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 order of operations between going to your first escape room, making an escape room, and and seeing Sleep No More, where where does that Sleep in? No More came first? Okay. Sleep No More came first. I did Sleep No More, um, but Sleep No More came after. 
Um, uh, in fact, the first time I did Sleep No More, uh, we, we have all of these various, um, as I said, treasure hunts, fantastic race. We, we have one in Mexico. We, we have one in Cozumel, Mexico. And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, oh, I'm, not, I'm not messing around. No, no, so, no. so um, uh, and in fact, it was, I was in New York with, with my wife and daughter and sister-in-law and there was some there was some shady stuff going on in in Mexico. There was it was not a good time. There was there was some there was some people who needed to be fired. It was it was it was really bad. And so I went to sleep no more. Um, to uh, I just heard about it and I was in a horrible mindset. I had to take uh, I had to take some Ativan to go to sleep. I couldn't I couldn't uh, uh, sleep that whole night because of this business thing. And I went to sleep no more, and I was just transported. It was like a, a completely new world, yeah. and I didn't care about anything anymore. So before I did, um, before the virus, uh, I went to um, I went to sleep no more, and uh, um, uh, sleep no more with its with its sandbox world. Um, I think is I think that's the future. I think that's, we were talking earlier um, about things like the tension experience and things like uh, Creep LA and uh, um, other, even though they're nowhere close to Sleep No More. Sleep No More, I think, is the most perfect sandbox arena that there is. Then She Fell is also brilliant. Uh, Grand Paradise is also brilliant. However, and and you, and I listened to your your podcast and, and her her long black hair, you know, uh, again, those are on rails. Um, and yeah. so uh, it's only sleep no more where you can go in a different in a different way, in a different path. And tension experience, you can do that a little bit in Creep LA. You can certainly do that a little bit. And that's the future of the escape room. The problem with the escape room is that um, uh, uh, sleep no more has a definite ending and no matter what you do or whatever character you go to you're going to be funneled towards yeah. that ending kind of like the telltale game like no matter like you can go wherever you want right but like inevitably it's gonna there's a final moment that's the trick that's yeah. the trick in the escape room you have to do enough puzzles to get them uh um there needs to be enough rails to get the people out of the escape room to solve the puzzles in such a way as to um, as to know that you're going from A to B to Z and get them out of the room. The first time I did Sleep No More, I followed the main characters, Lady Macbeth and Macbeth and 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 Duncan and uh, and Malcolm and uh, you know, oh spoiler. Um, so the second time, second and third time I went, I did just the um, the characters I'd never heard of, the nurse and the tailor and the and the and the private detective and and. And it was this own little world that had nothing to do with Macbeth, and and it was I had I, I uh, Macbeth and Lady Macbeth. They were now the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, you know, it, mm. it, you know, it, and so that's the thing that I I have in mind um, for this um, new generation of escape room replayability, which is the puzzles that you solved the first time around. Are still there, but they're in the background. If I can throw another thing in Back to the Future 2, yeah. when you've got Marty McFly going through um, the uh, the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, trying to avoid himself because from the first movie, and that's now in the second movie, something like that. Yeah. So um, I don't want to say exactly be... how, but right. no, you shouldn't say exactly how. You shouldn't. 
I will say Back to the Future 2 is always underrated. Everyone like I agree. Every, Thank every, you. Everyone's always like, oh, and then he gets back on track with the third one. It's like, look, the third no. one's just the first one rehashed yeah, yeah. in the Old West. It's cute. The second one is actually a different story. I agree. I agree. Um, and it's darker. And I like darker. Yeah. And it, and it accurately predicted the future, apparently. With Donald Trump. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, just killed Okay, keeping the politics out of things because no, it's our safe space. It's in the immersive world. Even even though I have in mind that we are probably on the same page, but yeah, oh yeah, oh no, 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 I'm certain we're on the same page. It's it's more. It's your listeners. No, it's not even. No, I'm I'm. You know, look, maybe there's a couple, but like, I'll take a I'll take Vegas odds on that. It's it's more like. What's been great about having this this year has been that it is so far away from... Because, like, my day job, you know, interacts with the news a lot. Yeah. Uh, and if I didn't have this, I would just be obsessively refreshing Politico right now. Yeah, or right. Twitter. 538. 538. Yeah. What's going on now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, 85, and, it dropped to 84. Right. Come on. Or, and it's like, what, <laughs> it's like, what new layer? Or like, you know, reading through WikiLeaks stuff and be like, like that's, yeah. Like I, I would be like obsessively pouring over all kinds of information, trying to predict not only the election, but what the next four years were going to look like. And there's, there's no real impact Mm-hmm. You know, even with my obsessive brain that I could right. have on on that stuff. So, but but our little worlds of escape rooms and immersive theater. You know, a, a couple of of um, obsessive brains pouring over the puzzles there. Uh, the, these meta puzzles yeah. of the business and, and of the design issues, and that can have some positive impact. So uh, there's not there's not enough obsessives. There's room enough for for a few more to kind of crack the nut here, and that's one thing that's fun about this world as a whole is like you're saying you know in the escape room world everybody knows each other there's there's common cause Uh, i've been thinking while we've been talking about how that that initial question a year ago of like is this just a fad what happens when you know someone goes and plays through well if there's 17 other games for them to play that they haven't played yet they go play those games and they're so excited about the good ones that they tell their friends there's this thing that i love you should go do it too uh, come do the one that I haven't done yet, but before you do, before you know the one I haven't done yet, you should go do these two so you know what you're doing. And am I wrong in that? That's how the business is actually Correct. sustaining itself. That's exactly right. The that's... users are are your number one marketing. Yes, you're you're. Um, that's precisely it. Your um, uh, your competitors are your are your best marketers. Because we, we have flyers and we give, uh, in, in our little industry nights, like last night, um, we, give, we exchange flyers. We do things called room swaps, where we play their games, they play our games, and then we give out flyers. All of us have little, uh, a little shelf or a little table with everyone else's flyers on them. and um, It's a lot like the independent theater scene. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, I'll bet it is. And so when they, when they come out of the room, if they've had a positive experience... Um, or if they've had a negative experience, <laughs> we go, um, we say, um, uh, I'm so glad you had a good time. Um, try this, try this, and try this. You know, so we will, we will. Um, if if they ask my opinion, if I'm running the room, and if they ask my opinion, I will, uh, I will happily say, go to Crossroads, go to the basement, go to Room Escape LA, go to, um, uh, you know, go to Sixty Out. These are these are the 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 best ones that I've been to. Escape them. 
um, and uh, maze rooms. Um, uh, you know, these are these are the best ones that I've been to, and so uh, please um, uh, tell your friends and and tell your friends about us. And um, there's also because we we want each other to succeed because we want ourselves to succeed and and we we genuinely like each other we we, we there's something about um uh these are creative people these are um uh, i love talking to other people about how they can change the genre we um we, we did this thing in scare la are you familiar with scare yeah, la yeah. so um uh escape room our our room isn't really horror but it sort of fits, you know. It's the end of the world. It's the virus. Do mad know. scientists so, going on? Yeah. So yeah, a little bit. So um, uh, a lot. Um, I've heard from a, a a New York reviewer who had come to Los Angeles and had come to the industry night last night that there was a um, uh, there was that Los Angeles has more horror than other cities in uh, the escape room world. More Makes than sense. more than New York. Yeah. More than um, and. Uh, so we are Halloween town, I think. Right, right, right yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so well, we, we should get Garcetti to dress up as Jack Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, uh, so escape rooms go to Scare LA, and we have these little booths, and we all uh, gleefully try each other's little mini games. Uh, we had a mini game. Virus had a mini game. Crossroads had a mini game. Sixty Out had a mini game. Um, uh, countdown. I forgot Countdown. I love Countdown. Countdown's great too. Oh, if you're listening to this, Brian, you're not an afterthought. Countdown. Countdown's amazing. So, um, uh, but you know, uh, Countdown had a coffin. You go in the coffin. They locked up the coffin. I mean, so I mean, they're always um, uh, they're always coming up with new and different ways to uh, to change the escape room genre, and uh, and that's what that that's what we like about each other. No, that's fantastic. It's it's so exciting to have this going on in LA and to be such a vital part of of, of, of the, the world here and for it to be running alongside this the the immersive theater stuff yeah. that we've got going on here and which has just exploded now yeah yeah and it's it's really and and, and we're having we're having our most intense spooky season Halloween time yet in terms of the immersive haunts and the, and the stuff that goes beyond just like the, the, your standard mazes because we've got creep and we've got tension. We've got delusion, which is, which I mean, delusion has yeah. been around the longest, um, but they like, had that by year last year and just, I, have you, have you seen it this year? Oh, it's great. It's, uh, have you seen it? I'm seeing it. Oh, uh, the November 5th, November 5th. Not, okay. Not a word. Okay. We'll, we'll talk again after November. Good. 5th. Excellent. We'll leave it at that. Uh, for some reason, I thought you had it's 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 because I see once in a while I'll see pictures of you popping up somewhere, Not, and I don't know. But I've seen so many people go into delusion yeah. in the past like week. Yeah, no, we're, we're having we're having a really great year. Yeah. And at the same time, there was that article in uh, the L.A. Times last week about all of the the costs everyone has and like how problematic all the permitting is and like people like having like thirty thousand dollar marketing budgets and how some people are like. They may they may stop doing some of this stuff because it's just getting too difficult to keep those business the business side of things running. So we're having this wonderful moment, but all of the pressures on 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 businesses come crashing down doubly hard on creative businesses because the margins aren't huge, and on top of it, 
it, it has some of the same restrictions that you have in like the restaurant business. And these are things that, that we're starting to look at systematically and sort of ask the question, well, what can we do as a, a, a unit to solve some of these problems? And I know that, you know, there's there's several of us looking at those questions and, and people like trying to push forward on, on solutions on that stuff. But it's, it's not going to be a problem that like any three people are going to crack. It's going to take sort of the collective will. Um, and hopefully on the immersive side of things, we can sort of mirror what you guys have in the escape room world and probably even learn a few things from, from how you guys assemble stuff. Because the throughput action you guys get in those rooms and the fact that people, you know, if they've got, what's, what's, so, what's so invigorating about it is if you see someone and they have a good room, they do not just blow away like dust, they do grow. They grow more into the space that they're in, they get more spaces and and it just grows and grows and grows. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope to see similar things on on the on the performative side of of that world as well. What are you looking forward to? Like I often ask this with everybody, like in terms of like either in the escape room world or since you're you're a fan of, of the immersive, at least on the horror side of stuff and then the sleep no wars, what what are you looking forward to uh, to, to popping up what are you hoping to see in the next we were talking earlier about Westworld yeah and um, Westworld is um, uh, is you take sleep no more Yeah, you, you said earlier yeah, it's yeah. like sleep no more but you get to kill people yeah, yeah. Um, that's a line from a Verge uh, review yeah so but um, sleep no, uh, uh, Westworld is that would be a dream that would be uh, I've, I have two answers um, so I first started getting interested in um, creating an experience when the movie The Game came out. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and there's something about being completely immersed in a world and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, Westworld is similar in that you're immersed in a world where you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the difference, though, is I think you have more control. You have no control in, in the game scenario. Someone is doing this experience for you, right. uh, and, and, you're, and you're trying to make heads or tails out of it. Westworld, you've got like seven different storylines going at the same time. So Westworld is similar to Sleep No More because they've got the storylines going at the same time. I'm looking forward to um, immerse. I love the fact that... Los Angeles is this new immersive theater hub because it didn't used to be. I love that. I, um, uh, my wife Stephanie tells me that I, I, I get obsessed by these things and um, uh, I, I actually um, blackout, uh, I, I actually am a blackout goer. I go to these things. Mm. I go to blackout. So like three years ago, Blackout came, uh, Blackout, then Alone, then Delusion, then, uh, well, Delusion's not Extreme Haunted House, but Blackout and Alone and, and something called Heretic. And I went to all Heretic of them and, and Stephanie said, um, my wife said, you know, this is not healthy for you. You're, you're, you're going to all these things. It's becoming like an addiction. But I love that Los Angeles has become this Extreme Haunted House hub. And now it's becoming this immersive theater hub. Um, uh, with some of the things that that I've experienced, um, uh, the the day shall declare it. Did, did you see that? And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. And um, three times. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, 
uh, Anna, um, Anna, I'm going to butcher her name, Mavramati. I, I, I oh, yeah, Devoted. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, and The Truth and uh, the, the, the Fringe Festival and, and all of these, like, re- and, and Delusion and all of these really great immersive um, uh, theater and, and the escape rooms, which are popping up. Los Angeles, you know, New York has Broadway and, and immersive theater and Los Angeles is becoming its own little... Um, capital yeah. uh, of these of immersive theater of escape room of of extreme haunted houses of haunts and um, I mean my God it's uh, not scary farm and and Universal horror yeah. horror nights but 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 so I but then, love but there's stuff beyond that is beyond the corporate stuff yes you know, like, yes you're right that that, that, that that's flourished and that and and the horror stuff probably wouldn't happen I mean the basement wouldn't have happened without Universal horror nights you're right like you know Caden cut his teeth there. But and those have been going on for 20, 30 years. But like it, that meant it's built like two generations of people who just expect that level of that quality. level of quality. You're right. Yeah. But they want something more, and that something more becomes delusion. It yes. becomes creep and tension. And it's like, the, and and it's like, what's that next step? And that's one of the reasons why the the, the haunt side and the horror side of the immersive is so strong here, is because you know you know Broadway is sort of Disneyland entertainment for people on the East Coast. It's like, let's go let's go into town, let's go see a show. Here it's like, well, let's go to Disney, let's go to Knott's. And then the stranger parts of it, the haunts parts of those things, then become pe- things that people are fans of in of themselves, the way some people are fans of off-Broadway, the way some people are fans of improv, the way some people are like, you know, fans of musicals. And then it starts to grow into these subgenres, and then those subgenres get big enough that they become industries in and of themselves. And then now we're like three generations into, you know, the, the era of Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. and sure. and at, and at this point, of it's almost like of course all this stuff is spilling out. It, it has to. People grew up and cut their teeth on it, and they they want more, and they're they're mixing and they're ma- they're matching. So it makes it makes so much sense to me that. That's why it's the heart yeah. of, of what we do here. So so I'm looking forward to things becoming more like Westworld. I'm looking yeah. forward like not, not not necessarily the 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 robots that you can have sex with, although yeah, yeah. that'd be the best. But um, did I say that? Is this is this on? It's on. It's, okay. It on. All right. So uh, but but um, uh, but there's something about the the storylines that you can interact with or choose not to interact with, and I think yeah. that that's the part. That's the part that sleep no more, more than anything else I've ever, I've ever experienced, knocked out of the park and just nailed it, um, and and I can go three times and and have three completely different experiences with with dozens of different storylines. So that's the thing that I'm looking forward to, um, in uh, in immersive entertainment, and that's what for a, I can't totally do it with. Uh, get the f out with with our escape room, but but that's the that's the goal, you know, to, yeah. to 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 do something which takes you into another world and gives you choices and makes and the choices you make alters the world that you're in in a slight way. Fantastic, Bob. I'm sure we could do this for like another couple of hours, uh, and and run into even stranger corners. But <laughs> we've been at it for about an hour. This feels about right. Thank you so much. Oh my God, Noah! Yeah. Thank you. This no. the, this was great. No, 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 no. You guys, everyone who's working in this space, like it, it's just such a joy to to regularly touch back with the people who are are making this stuff. 
Like I, I'm super privileged to to get to to have that experience of this world. So thank you so much. Thank you, Noah. Once again, I want to thank our guest, Bob Glauberman, for being our guest on the show today. I just said guest twice. That's the kind of day it is. I've only had one cup of coffee and yet seemingly too much caffeine. Hey, how do you get to go to the Get the F Out room? Well, once this massive worldwide DNS uh, attack stops, you go to Get the F Out room, just G E T, get the F, just the letter F, outroom.com. Um, yeah, G E T T H E F O U T R O O M dot com and sign up for the virus. Bring your friends. You will not regret it. It's a really kick-ass escape room. Um, really, 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 really kick-ass escape room. And Bob's a great puzzle maker whose stuff hangs together in a way that not everyone's does. So there you go. There's my endorsement. Um, how do you get a contact with us? Well, if Twitter ever comes back, um, you find us at no proscenium. You can find us on Facebook, which never seems to go away, facebook.com slash no proscenium. You can check out our writing on Medium, medium.com slash no dash proscenium. You can take pity on our souls and drop a dollar a month in the basket at patreon.com slash no proscenium. And most importantly, Aside from the newsletter, which you find at nopersinium.com, you can email us at nopersinium, wait, at no underscore persinium at outlook.com. That's the email. Send your questions for next time, whether they are written or audio. If you send them an audio, I'll realize I'll put them, quote unquote, on the air. Uh, and I'd love to do that, maybe if, you, if you're not shy. Um, don't, don't send me a voice message if you don't want it to be played because that would just be, I'll, I'll forget and I'll play it anyway. Um, so, so be like that, you know, written or voice message, uh, send us, that's the mini-sode next time. Hey, um, I'm taking a few days off, so, uh, we'll do this show again. Uh, and until next time, I'll see you at the show.
Thursday night. Um, this is the funny thing about it is like, I don't think of myself as a horror guy or yeah. as a haunt guy. Yeah. However, I there's a lot of horror movies I love. Usually more psychological horror. You know, one of my favorite films ever is Let the Right One In. Yeah. Not, not the remake, the original. Because right. I'm not going to stop. Of course. But also, I saw it when I was working <clears> the <throat> film festival circuit. And, and so here's like, uh, it's some whatever it is, like Swedish movie or something. I can't remember. It's like... Swedish vampire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. So here's a Swedish vampire movie about... You, about you, kids. About kids. And, and I'm working at a film festival. I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> I'll go check it out. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Because like back in back in my days of, uh, of working film festival circuit or working at a movie theater, like I was telling you about earlier, I watched everything. Like yeah. when, when movies are free, I will just... It's funny. Not Netflix. I won't watch a single movie on Netflix. Even. Why? I don't know because it's paralyzed by choices. I have a three. <laughs> right. So I watch Netflix by. Here's how I watch Netflix. Ooh, that one, that one, that one, that one. An hour later, oh, I don't want to watch anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, you spend, it's paralyzed by choice, you know? Yeah, I, I, I get that. In yeah. fact, there was, uh, there was a Malcolm Gladwell book that said that, that exact same thing. You give people three things. They will they will buy the things you give them more choices they won't buy a single thing yeah you, and that's exactly yeah. it's it's funny that's exactly what uh, it's the conundrum Netflix has created um, that's some fun bonus material uh, let's uh, let's let's actually let's start this properly excellent.